Shut up and sit down. Hey, and welcome to the Frey MMA podcast, where it doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a championship fighter. Join us in our discussion about the beautiful sport, which is mixed martial arts. Hey guys, we're back with another episode. And guess what? We're still talking about Superior Challenges 21 on the 28th of November. Everyone's coming to me and saying, we know. We know the date, 28th of November. We've already bought the pay-per-view. We're already going to see it. But trust me, you don't want to miss this Superior Challenge 21 on the 28th of November. Elite Swedish MMA on your TV screen. Today, we're talking to another fighter that will be fighting on that card. Bartos Wojciechowicz. Hope I got the name right. Um, We speak about fight psychology. His fight coming up against Ramison Formiga Bruno. And humbleness in MMA and grounding yourself. It's really a great, great talk. I've, I've really respect this fighter. We've been following each other for a while now. I spoke, I had some interviews with him post fight before. Um, I can't say enough good things about him and his mentality. Really you got to keep your ears and eyes open on this one. So ladies and gentlemen, here's Bartos. Hello Bartos. How are you doing, man? Hello, Reza. Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing good. Uh, get, getting colder now. The winter is is almost here. So yeah, it was snowing today, man. It was crazy. Yeah, but there's a lot of wind right now too, so it's getting cold. But it's normal. It's the same thing each year. So yeah, we just have to get ready with it with uh, good clothes and it's it's whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was just like outside changing my tires over to to the winter tires now. So. What, what better way to warm up with this great interview, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Change tires. <laughs> so, uh, Bartos Wojciechowicz, six and zero. Oh. Like that—that—that's a—that's a undefeated streak and a half, which I say, especially especially in this yeah. landscape and at your weight division. Uh, yeah. Sh- shall we go back to the beginning? H- how did your MMA journey begin? Well, I, I, I was always into sports when I was young, always the kid, you know, when uh, we had the break in school, I was the first running to the playground, climbing everything, running and doing all kinds of sports. So I uh, always like, you can, you can call it hyperactive, uh, but in a good way. So uh, I was always moving around, but when I was around 14, 15, uh, I moved out to Ikra and then started a, a new school there, uh, so in seventh grade. And then I uh, met a friend over there, he's my friend now, so he said he's training MMA in Solna, and that's where I train now, so it's force of fighting. So he told me to, hey, why why not try? I was always sometimes not, not fighting all the time, not like that, but I didn't mind the fight, of course, so uh, it was always exciting, but uh, I have, I tried Thai boxing like a little bit before, but I hurt myself. I think the, f- the third training or something like that. So I quit and it was like, okay, maybe this is not for me. But then he asked me to go and try out MMA. And I was like, this is something new. So why not? And from there, it, 
I was I just kept training. I noticed I got better and better, started competing in grappling, and the snowball just rolled from there. So now I'm here. Yep, now you are here and you got a fight coming up finally, something that is booked. Superior Challenge 21 on the 28th of November. I'm going to keep saying the date so that everyone remembers that as well. <laughs> Let's talk a Yeah, don't don't forget 28th November. <laughs> yeah, li links are going to be down below and everything. So uh yeah, everything is on here. <laughs> so you'll be fighting Ray Mison for Miga Bruno. Do you know much yeah. about your opponent right now? Uh, I've I've seen in, in in the ranking before because he's fought at Bantamweight before. So and I see the rankings and I see the guys fighting in my weight division. So I've seen him before, and uh, now that I'm fighting him, I know more about him. I don't know him as a person, but as a fighter. Uh, I let my coaches do the studying and I just listen to them. They've come up with a game plan. I'm just trying to follow it. For me, it's more I'm looking for things in his armor. So I mean mentally. I look how he behaves in the fight. Uh, does he push when it gets hard? These kind of things. So um, in that way, I'm uh, getting to know him better. <laughs> But I'm not trying to overanalyze him because I need to focus on what I have to do not what he's going to do to me. So that's all, but uh, not too much, but I have seen his last two fights. Okay. And he's got a quite a big record as well. He's 12 and three compared to your six and all. Yes. So he's almost had yeah. more than double the fights than you, but I've, we've heard yeah. from um, the superior challenge uh, promoter Babak that you do want to have harder opponents. You do want to, fight your way up the rankings so was that something that you was looking for yes of course i've been saying it all the time you know, because i've heard before and everybody's telling me like you don't have to listen i understand i don't have to listen to these people like you know people are talking easy fights here easy fights there but they don't realize that i don't take care of that stuff i don't take care of the matchmaking they tell me like bartos you gotta fight last time i fought at superior challenge I walked in into the dressing room and my coach, Sadri, he just told me, Bartos, you got a fight booked. Okay, let's go. It's like that. So I get the name and we build a game plan and then we roll from there. Uh, so, yeah, I want, of course I want harder opponents. I need to challenge myself. And I think every fighter wants to challenge himself. But you have to do it step by step. That's why some guys, I think, especially the young guys, they have this kind of confidence Of course, you have to have confidence, but you have to have a good team around you of people that tell you like, no, relax, we go we do it, we do like this, we do it like this. You can't have a bunch of yes men around you telling you, yeah, you're the best, you're the best. You have to do everything step by step. And that's why I have a great team and a great manager. Babak is my manager, so they trust in me. They told me I'm ready for this guy and I feel ready for this guy, so I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to challenge myself and uh, show everybody that I'm ready for the next step. Yeah, and that's a great mentality as well. Um, before we go into the whole corona situation, which I, I guess we have to talk yes. to, um, Babak was saying on our, on our previous podcast as well that there was around four or five opponents that dropped out against you, uh, was going to be yeah. fighting you. Talk to me about the roller coaster, which was this matchup and, and you being in Superior Challenge, the planning going towards that. Uh, you mean like uh, the change of opponents? So, 
first I got uh, one opponent and uh, well I'm not going to go into details but there was always some kind of excuse one guy he wanted to fight me in May so I was like okay let's do it he had similar record to me so I was like okay he's a challenge let's do it the next day he pulls out because he's sick you know so I'm like okay understand I'm not going to be like you never know something happens maybe he got corona maybe the situation got worse in his country i don't really know so i don't really care but for me it's frustrating because as a fighter everybody knows it's much easier to dial in and get locked in when you know who you're fighting and it's easier the faster you get to know because you get to prepare much more for that kind of opponent so but for me this has been this will be normal probably and but i understand these guys getting frustrated and being like starting calling out everybody because it's like who am i gonna fight who am i gonna fight you never know but i just stay with my training uh, try to focus on training staying in shape and believing that i know that babak will get me a new opponent uh, even if it's one day before so i just had to trust in them and it worked out i got a real good opponent so Yes, and you're training in, shall we call the suburbs of Stockholm, which is our capital city here. And I'm guessing that the yeah. coronavirus has been affecting you in some way. Uh, how has that been for you? So when the virus first broke out, everything was really weird. So everything was closing down. So we didn't have training for like maybe two, three weeks. And then we started to have uh, trainings outside, but there was still like no wrestling. So we did just stand up, stand up, stand up. And then they started to um, lessen or make the restrictions. Uh, I don't know exactly what you call it, but the restriction got less uh, strict, if you can say it like that. And we started training inside, but still no contact, no wrestling, not so much wrestling. And... Uh, but we was I was lucky because after the summer we still had we could open up the gym, so I had the time to get in shape anyway. I was still staying in shape with my physical trainer, so yeah, the situation has been different. It's really, it's really weird. It's been really weird, but it's like that for everybody. It's not not just me in this world, and it's a pandemic, so the whole whole world is affected by this. Uh, you just have to adapt and do what you can. But for this fight, uh, I had the time to prepare properly. Yeah, I completely understand. I mean, it's a huge difference between your 2020 and your 2019 MMA-wise. I mean, you had four yes. fights in 2019. So I guess that was a, a year of a lot of fights compared to this one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're used to, when you did have like four or five fights in that short of time, and then you go from nothing. It gets a little bit frustrating because you train, you train, you train, but you still want to uh, you want to get some results. So that's the that's the fight. So you have to, and that's where discipline comes in because motivation, like I say, it's just it's like a false friend. It just appears when you feel good, you know, when everything is good, and that's where discipline comes in. And uh, you just have to keep pushing and do what you can with the situation. Yeah, I completely understand that. And I mean, the last time that we, us two spoke was Superior China's 20. And you were saying a, a lot about your work and working with children and things like that. 
has that been affected yeah. as well or are you still doing that no i'm working full-time as uh, normal as i did before the schools didn't close down and i'm very happy and grateful still because a lot of people you know we complain about not having fights and all this kind of stuff but people can't go to work and make money for their families so that's put that puts it in into perspective when i think like that i'm like i'm i'm blessed you know i can fight on this card and this just extra for me so i have my job everything is intact and i get to perform on a great card uh, next week it's amazing so uh, but yeah in the, the school then closed down so everything is as normal so i was thinking a bit about about your fight psychology and philosophy on this whole fight game and i i did yeah. notice that you have a great balance not only between obviously your work life and your mma life but also that your your humbleness and the part that is fighting in a cage against someone else kind of thing uh yeah would you do you believe that the, the balance is what is making you such a great athlete um yeah and i think in everything in life you know if you if you look at things you know you can't do it depends on but for the most part you can never go too little or too much everything has to be in balance for me personally in the professionally fighting uh, social life and work when i balance it, balance everything out it works very good it's like i tell people it's good to be nice Everybody has to know you're nice, but they know they need to know also that you have this dark side. So you rather show the dark side so they know what you're capable of, and then they'll see your uh, nice side, uh, and then they appreciate it more. So it's not like playing games with people, but you have to have your own boundaries, and that's where the balance is. You have to know when to say like no, and when to say yes. Not too much yes, not too much no. So I hope uh, that explains it a little bit. But if I if if I can say it in a couple of words, it's just keeping balance in everything. Just keep a balance. Uh, I hope everyone watching has noted that down there. A little bit of inspiration there for the for the for the future. Yeah, and I hope my English uh, <laughs> is enough here because yeah, it's a long time since I've been talking English. Uh, you know, you remember everything, the highest grades in the high school, but <laughs> when you stop talking so much, you know, so I hope it's enough. I guess you got to be uh, getting more interviews with us then. Yeah, yeah. I need to get more podcasting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, as I said, four, four fights last year, I mean... Uh, is that a, would that be seen as a normal year for you or, or was that a year of okay th this was a lot kind of thing uh, it was intense but it was good it feels it feels good i i'd rather be that active than uh, doing like one or two fights per year so four is perfect that's the perfect balance you don't want to go too much. It all depends on how you feel. If you feel good, keep going. If you feel like, okay, I have injuries or something, a bigger injury or more serious injury, then you have to take care of it. But if you feel fine, you can go. You can go. So, But it was intense, especially there between uh, the one in Javle, uh, Golan, uh, Lord of the Cage, and the Superior Challenge one in uh, May. That was intense. But I think it's good. 
uh, it was it was it was a good fight for me. Both fights were good. So, but you can definitely feel it feel it uh, physically sometimes, uh, especially if you have to cut weight like me. So, uh, but it was good. Better that than uh, less fights. Well, you're you're one week out of the fight now, and you're, and you're looking in pretty pretty healthy shape. Uh, how how much weight yeah. cut? How much is on a weight cut for you normally? So usually before fights, I weigh around maybe 71, 72. That, and 72 is my max because if I'm going over, uh, it's not good. But, but it's not often because I'm in shape often. So if I'm 70, 71, I'm in good shape. And uh, But going into two weeks before, I weigh around 68 and 67. Uh-huh. So, so the 72 that would be around christmas time i i presume yeah maybe when you go to poland and uh, you let your grandmother <laughs> teach you so <laughs> yeah you can't say no you know when they come with two uh two, two times you know i have to eat all the food i can't say no <laughs> so so are, are you uh was you born in poland or, or was you born in sweden i was born in poland uh i came to sweden when i was uh, six years old Okay, what, what what part of Poland are you from? I'm from Gdynia, Poland. So the biggest city, when people don't recognize the city, I I tell them I'm uh, it's close to Gdansk. So that's the biggest city, and most people know it. So uh, that's very close. It's the north of Poland. Yeah, I, I've been there. It's it's one of my on my list of of places that I like to enjoy going to. Uh, so yeah, you were saying that you. You've been looking at the rankings quite a bit, uh, especially going with with your fights. Um, what what rankings is that? Topology rankings or, or or what? Yeah, for the most part, it's uh, topology rankings. So that's the best uh, website I think to check out uh, the rankings. Um, but I've seen him. His uh, if we if we're talking about Ramison, I've seen him fight uh, one time. He fought against uh, Wilbert. Uh, when I was looking uh, at Wilbert's tapes, like his fights, I saw the fight against Ramison. So that's where I recognized him from. And uh, yeah, so that's where I got it from. Yeah, and a shout out to Topology there. Uh, so so yeah. on that, you are, you are the uh, fifth ranked bantamweight in, in the Nordic of Europe. Um, there's yeah. a couple of Swedes on that list. Uh, Bernardo Sapai is number six, and Fernando Flores is yeah. number four. Have you been looking yeah. into any of those for for a little bit of a Swedish derby, maybe a superior challenge? Yeah, I've seen I've seen these guys. Of course, uh, Fernando is good. Bernardo also up and coming, uh, good fighter. Fernando also veteran uh, fighting on this card. So, uh, as I said, of course there is a lot of good matchups. But I don't even care to take care of it. I just fight the pe- people that I, my coaches and my team uh, put in front of me. So, but of course, uh, I guess these guys uh, see me too. So, uh, there's so many fights to make. There are so many people to fight. I can't fight everybody, and uh, everybody can't fight me. So, uh, we'll see. Everything depends on. I first I have to win against Ramison, so I can't look past him before. Uh, I start looking at anyone else. So uh, we'll see. You never know. 
So with not naming any fighters, uh, how do you see your future going to your your M- MMA legacy and where where you want to end up? It's I have a I have I know exactly where I want to go. I want to go to the UFC, and uh, that's where I want to uh, end up. And uh, being the trying always to become better and. Uh, Talking about the legacy, you, know, you just want to show everybody who you are uh, as a fighter. Of course, I like to fight. I love to fight. Uh, I love to perform in front of crowds. Uh, but uh, nowadays also you have to be kind of, you have to have some uh, better role models. I don't tell people, you know, I'm not perfect. But uh, in this world, this world is going a little bit crazy right now. So you have to show the young guys too that... Uh, just keep being yourself and uh, do your thing. You don't have to go out your way to be somebody else for people to see you, for you to make money or to get some kind of uh, attention. So for me, it's just uh, fighting, getting to the UFC. That's my goal. I locked in on that when I started fighting uh, professionally. And that's the only path I want to go. And I'm on a good way right now. So. Yeah, definitely undefeated. You can't say you can't say anything else other than that. Um, oh. So, so your fight name, the the destroyer, is that is that still running now? <laughs> That's an interesting story because a lot of people are like, a lot of people, everybody, they're they're saying you can't give yourself <laughs> a nickname. You know, the coaches have to give you a nickname. But I get so many different types of uh, names all the time. You know, in training, we talk shit with each other and we call, uh, we give each other nicknames. So when I was fighting in Yavle, I was fighting uh, Nazari Daniluk. Uh, I hope I pronounce his name right. And the announcer came down to me and he told me, I'm warming up and I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I'm dialed in, I'm ready to go. And my punches were crisp. I felt really explosive. And he was like, do you have a nickname? I'm like, I don't know, just call me the destroyer. <laughs> so that's where it rolled from. I gave him the nickname and I just rolled with it. So uh, you, people could call me whatever, the bull, the dominator. Uh, you never know. So uh, that was just, maybe it's good for uh, entertaining purposes because when people see somebody uh, that's called the destroyer, they want to see him fight. So I have to live up to it too, of course. So. I just rolled with it. Uh, you may have seen one of our posts recently. Uh, we christened you with a new fight name, which is Bad Luck Bartos, because of all <laughs> of these fighters that, that are jumping out of that. Uh, maybe that one could work. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I've had so many different uh, examples. People tell me, call yourself this, call yourself that. I'm like, let's just roll with this one. I feel like that. And I've been performing like that lately. So I keep rolling with it. We never know. Maybe I'll change it later. So, so, um, you're with, uh, superior management, like you said, with, with Babak and, uh, Forza fighting in, uh, Solna. Let's talk yeah. a bit about, uh, teamwork because, you know, a lot of new, new people to the sport don't know that there is a lot of teamwork behind MMA. What is teamwork yeah. for you in particular? Teamwork, uh, it's, you know, we go into the cage and we fight. It's me against 
another man and we're going to fight. But you see the most successful people, Floyd Mayweather, Anthony Joshua, everybody, look at what they have outside of the ring, what kind of team they have. Uh, so it's very important. I learned that from, of course, the greats when you watch people like why do they succeed of course because they have a great team and uh, loyalty also you know i've been training at force of fighting nine ten years now and that's where i always will be training i will never change gyms doesn't matter what you offer me for money anything i will never because they put me where i am right now so loyalty is number one and uh, having good people around you that tell you when you have to stop when to, you have to go like i said before you, you don't want to have a bunch of yes men around you that hype you up and be like you are the man you're the man you have to people that not put you down but put you in your place also sometimes because as all humans we need it sometimes because after a win you're all hyped up you're ready to go but when it settles down, you, you start thinking like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said it. So it's important to have people around you that you trust. And uh, it's everything for me. The team I have put together, like my coaches, uh, my physical trainer also is part of my team. Uh, they have done so much for me. I can't even explain. It's hard to put in words. It's everything for me. A team outside of the ring. It's really important. It's really important. And the young guys that, that are starting to come up now, they have to realize it too. You can be a superstar on everything, but you have to stay loyal to your team. And uh, yeah, nothing much more to say. That. Be loyal to your team. They brought you there. You can't, you can't go. If you went from the bottom with a team to the top and then you leave them, that's for me the worst. It doesn't matter if you're the champion or whatever. Uh, that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, that sounds very loyal there, and uh, I've seen a, a lot in a lot of your interviews, and and even now you are very much about fight psychology, and you seem to be finding inspiration from all all of these different people, even if it's fighters or authors and things like that. Uh, yeah. So, just tell us a bit where 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 is all this inspiration coming from? What are some of the people that come into your mind when you think about inspiration? Oh, that's oh yeah, that's really hard. Maybe you'll have to cut here, so because I have to think some. No but, problem. Uh, just uh, I usually I I've said it before also. You know, some I sit here sometimes, you know, and in this world, especially today, uh, all the young kids I see them, you know, they want to have the latest iPhones, they want to have everything, the new, they have to have the, they have to have the best clothes and everything. You know, for me, I'm just happy because I know somewhere, if you think about it deeply, you know, when you hear me say it, maybe it's like a cliche, but somebody's out there dying just in the second, in the second, somebody's dying, taking their last breath. And right now in this moment, if you think what's going through their head, they would give everything just to have it like I have it or the chances that I get to do. Many people would love to be in the moment, in the place that I am right now. Uh, not just in fighting, uh, having a job, just having a job, just having somewhere to live, just uh, having somewhere to sleep. Uh, so 
in, and the people around me, they inspire me, you know, um, because they put work into me. They help me so much. They go out of the way to help me. So when I fight, I feel like I fight for them also because I represent them. And if they put so much time into me, uh, I don't want to let them down. So I give everything I have. Um, and that's all. So it's a it's a deep topic, but yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to explain. No, I think you completely said it right there. I mean, everyone everyone is blessed, but we don't think about it in that way, kind of thing. You know, maybe something could get you down during the day, or you know. A little bit of water or grass gets on your new trainers and and you'll be angry for a bit but you know <laughs> yeah yeah but that's what you i'm trying to that's what i'm trying to show from my fighting too i'm not just fighting because of i want the belts of course because if i get to the belt i can get a lot of attention and through that attention i can spread a good message and that's all uh, i'm not trying to make it so complicated because people that's why when you ask me uh, this question, it's very hard because I can talk about it. I have to think about it prop, uh, like uh, a little longer time, a little bit deeply, because you fight for so many things. You know, of course, I want money because you want to live off uh, fighting so you can train properly. But yeah, just that. And especially in uh, the social media age right now, uh, everybody's on the, on the Instagram Everybody's living a great life, you know, everybody's flashing and taking pictures and, oh, how great I am, how good I'm looking. And you, these young kids, especially these young kids, they see this and they think, like, I'm not good enough because all these young kids, they are in their phones all the time. You know, they can't even uh, go through a stop. Uh, you know, it's green and they're, like, looking through their phones, you know. So they all the, all the time they're in their phones. I feel guilty as well then, and, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's some, you know when you're changing music. I'm not. I'm not perfect. Me too. I, you know, just because I'm saying this doesn't mean I make these mistakes. Yeah. I'm just human. We're all humans. We all make mistakes. So we just have to live and learn. That's all. Yeah, and that's inspiring to to everyone. I mean, a little bit of a backstory. But when I started Frame and May, it was just to give people a platform. It was just to give people, yeah. you know. Uh, there is a lot of uh, bad eyes on the sport that feel like it is just a violent, brutal fight, to, you know, for for people's entertainment or, or maybe people like to hurt people. But it, it's not that, like you're saying, you're using it as a platform to reach these people that uh, you're trying to help. Exactly. So, so thank you for saying that as well. Yeah, and I thank you for uh, for having me on this podcast. I've been waiting to get on this uh, podcast a long time now. You know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been waiting. For, I've been waiting for your fight. You know, I've been waiting for your fight. Yeah. But now we're here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Superior Challenge 21, 28th of November. What should the yeah. audience expect from this fight against uh, Ray Mies and Bruno? If you, if you want to watch MMA, if you want to, if you love MMA, then I mean grappling. I mean striking. Uh, explosiveness, athleticism. If you want to be entertained, tune in because my talking does not. I don't like to talk too much about my fighting. I let the, I let it fly in there, and everybody knows it. And that's not just me talking. You can watch my fights if you don't believe me. There's always action, uh, and I show uh, all the MMA skills I can. 
yeah, just tune in. The card is packed. Look at the main event, the co-main event. Uh, me and Carl, you have uh, Harry Lug against the Westlund, and the whole undercard, you have also a lot of people. So uh, it's it's a, just a great card. I think the Swedish people uh, need to appreciate this card and tune in and watch the whole card. Yep, Swedish, international, English, everyone, tune in. Superior Challenge is available yeah, everywhere. So uh, we usually give this time to our guests, the fighters, uh, the promoters, whoever, to say thanks to, like I said, any inspiring people, any fans, any family, any sponsors, anything like that. So yeah. here's your time to do that now. Yeah. First of all, I want to thank you for having me on this podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, as you said, it's a good good platform and I, I've seen your work. Uh, I've been following your work, so thank you for having thank me. You. And uh, of course, I want to thank my team, everybody that trained with me at Forza Fighting, uh, my coaches and my friends for life, uh, Vissar and Sadri, uh, for making me the man I am today and taking me uh, to this level. I want to thank my physical trainer, not also, not just my physical trainer, but my friend, uh, Piero Gonzalez, uh, trained Sonia at Instagram. Uh, great human, has helped me so much. I can't even, same thing here, I can't put it into words. Uh, thank you very much. And my sponsor, of course, uh, jab.se. Uh, they put me with the best equipment. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for supporting me and putting your trust in me. And everybody that supports me, even if you don't like me or like me, tune in. It's going to be a good fight. Yep. And as I said, there will be links below for the pay-per-view. It will be on Fireplay in Sweden and, and the Nordic countries and on Fight TV everywhere else. So Bartos, again, thank you for your time and uh, we'll see you very soon. Thank you very much, Rizzo. Thank, thank you. you.